Again, that's COVID cuties, or cooties, excuse me. All right, so 833-311-1984. We have a lot of things to go over, a lot of things. Let's go ahead and start with just kind of at random, kind of a review, I guess, this Jeff Bezos launch. And we were waiting to see you know, what this was going to entail. Um, I figured it was going to be a nothing burger, that they're just selling the public on the idea of if you're rich, you can buy your way into space. This is the space age, and now it's open to the public, like Disneyland. Uh, now, having analyzed the footage of that, like we did with the Jeff, with the Richard Branson footage, I'm pretty sure that what we saw wasn't uh, space. And I mean, of course, it would have just been the the capsule into space, but um, that was not long enough. It wasn't convincing zero G. And I might go through the footage here in a few minutes here, but it looked to me like a parabolic flight, possibly. Again, I didn't see the continuous footage of them floating out of their seats and then just going into um, their swimming around in space because it kept on cutting. The scenes kept cutting. And there's one very awkward, awkward moment where it seemed like, uh, I think his name was Oliver Demon, was upside down in an awkward position trying to catch an orange ball in his mouth. Uh, so many strange things about that. So we'll get into that. But of course, we're talking about the trip to the Carmen line. I think it was 66.6 miles up that Bezos took with his brother and also with Wally. Yeah, her name's Wally Funk. So you had Oliver Demon and Wally Funk. Now, the thing about Wally is it immediately made me think about Wally, you know, the children's Disney or whatever, Pixlr. It's the animated one about how capitalism is going to corrupt the whole world and they're going to have to send everybody into space arcs because we're going to cause floods with a global warming. In fact, this whole movie, Wall-E, is really based on the flood myth of Noah. And just like the dove in Noah, there's a little white robot that flies down and finds that there's indeed conditions on Earth that might be hospitable to life again. And so she goes back to the ark to tell humanity to come back down. Well, this article came out today. Wally tried to warn us. The 2008 movie predicted the future, where corporations would destroy the Earth and billionaires will shuttle humanity into space. But in real life, we can't continue down this road. And in that movie, it was put there as sort of a cautionary tale for the children. Like, if you don't stop your consumption of fossil fuels, if you don't stop purchasing things and having this ever-increasing pile of trash everywhere. I mean, they're talking about plastic bottles and masks right now, I think, are raising the ocean levels. But in this movie, the world is still covered in trash, and in fact, the skies are uh, more or less blocked by space junk. So the Earth is just encrusted with garbage. So they leave this little robot behind to clean it up. It's basically the story. Meanwhile, humanity's in space, in a giant arc-like spacecraft, just getting fat and lazy. At the end of the movie... They go back down to Earth, and they realize they took the wrong path. They abandon technology, and they become communists. It's an agrarian revolution. I mean, it's all communist propaganda, and then some. So in Wally, and I only—it's by Pixar. I only thought about this because the name of the actress—I mean, actronaut—that I'm sorry. What do they call them? Castronauts now, because they just—they buy their way up there. Uh, the astronaut Wally Funk. 
I thought that can't be a coincidence that her name is Wally. And the first thing Jeff Bezos says when he gets down is, wow, earth is so fragile. Now I appreciate it from up here. So after he conquered the earth and Amazon polluted everything, you know, they're, they're basically covered the earth. Now he's up 62 miles up and he can see, okay, I got to take care of this place. And so now he's talking about moving industry into space. So anyway, my point being, uh, from the Metascript perspective, the name Wally is not a coincidence. So if you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it because you're seeing a retelling of the Noah's Ark, and then you're seeing this, I would say, communist revolution. It says here, Wally warns us of the dangers that Bezos's dream could bring. We could lose sight of the things that make us human. Earth has been turned into an endless junkyard. And in this movie, the people are catered to by a robot underclass, which enables them to get fat and lazy and allows their muscles to atrophy. And that represents the poor. This, this is all, again, communist propaganda disguised as something else. And there's some other stuff in here worth discussing if you want to get into the esoteric meaning of some of the scenes here. Again, this is Wall-E tried to warn us. That's in Gizmodo. Any of the articles discussed here, will be in the minds.com. So if you go to infiniteplanesociety.com, you can just click that link. Was everybody else here equally underwhelmed with Bezos's launch? I find it strange that they have a camera following it and they're like, look how high they are. They're up there in space. Like, I just find this very hard to believe. But something else, people are noticing how conspicuously similar this rocket is to something else. And at first it came out in a series of jokes and people were making, you know, kind of just lewd jokes about it. But I've been saying on this channel, I've been discussing this for some time, that no, you're actually looking at the old world order and its iconography, its religion. It's the cult of the obelisk. It's the emblem of the earth god. And their goddess of the night sky, Virgin, the Virgin Isis, now they even kind of have a code name, ISS, but it's the same thing. It's fertility rites disguised as a trip to heaven, the new heaven being space. And that's all it is. It's, it's all theater. Just like, you know, in church, you might believe in transcendence. You might believe everything that they show you that they ritually reenact, you know, like the transmutation of wine into blood and bread into flesh or meat. But we all know this is just allegory. And so here you have the anniversary of Apollo 11, a fertility rite. So of course they're drawing all kinds of attention to the fact that you're dealing with just a new fertility rite. Virgin, the goddess up there, and it was pretty obvious when you look at the iconography and the way these things play out ceremoniously. Uh, you see that the virgin ship has its two legs, and it goes up into space, and then those two legs kick up so it can get the drag, so it can go back down, and then everyone flies out of their seats with their mouths wide open. It's absurd. And I'm like, why are they all looking like this is some kind of an orgy up in the sky, like the 50-mile high club? It's because it's a fertility rite, thinly disguised. And it's followed up with Bezos' rocket and the cap, the capstone, the capsule. These things are all very symbolic. It's obelisk worship. You're looking at, it's not just sun worship, it's a little more uh, pantheistic. But my point being, this is a pagan ritual. So... Uh, the people who are paying $28 million are probably actors. What I found really 
I think what I found really puzzling about that whole scene up there was just how cramped and awkward it looked. Like, so you go up there on this 50 or 60 mile roller coaster ride with any of these companies, and you get about 15 seconds to look around, and I just see these people bouncing around in the room like it's uh, like one of those inflatable bouncy chambers that the kids do on their birthday parties. I mean, it's childish. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think it's worth the money, but that's just me. We have a few other things to cover today. Um, finding a lot of interesting, in fact, this one needs to be brought up, I think, to the attention of uh, Jurassic Liars 23 or 26, who's drawn attention to predictive programming, pointing out the date August 4th. Well, I'm looking at the new Songbird poster, which the Songbird's another phoenix, another symbol of the reset, as we've discussed. A few things on the cover really stand out, but COVID-23, 8,400,000 and counting. So this is a movie about, well, the pandemic. And you know what's ironic about this whole thing is that we lived it. We watched the really poor coverage, the bad media, the bias, the agenda. We saw the fake news just going full out. They didn't even care. I think last year the media lost all credibility. It's just pure sensationalism because it's a war. But as bad as that coverage was, the future generations looking back will remember COVID-19 through the lens of movies like Songbird, the movies that make it seem real and worse than it was. And this is the case with all of the psyops. People always remember things through recreations. It's amazing how much war footage that you've probably seen um, that hasn't been properly labeled, I suppose, or maybe you weren't told, but a lot of war footage, like most of, if, if not all of the footage from the Pearl Harbor attack, all Hollywood, nothing, nothing original. Clockwork 113 says A113. Oh yes, A113 features pretty prominently in the Wall-E movie, Directive 113, which means the Earth is uh, beyond repair, abandoned ship. In fact, there is a 113, and I'll pull this up for you, in the new James LeBron Space Jam. So uh, let me go ahead and pull that up for you. There's a couple of things in that. There, there was some interesting symbolism regarding the usual stuff you would expect. And there's probably a subtext worth examining. I was only half watching it, but I had someone who did go through it, and they took screen caps of the relevant shots. So I want to show you, okay, here's, I have a few different scenes out of this. Again, this is the new jo uh, uh, LeBron James, one of the NBA's top floppers, nothing but actors, NBA. Okay, so here is a spaceship, and it says A113, and of course you have all these Saturn-looking things floating around. Uh, this is Space Jam, A New Legacy. You'll see that about 35 minutes into the film. And this all has to do with judgment from above, revelations. And in the newest context, they're not angels, but they're aliens. And it's just science fiction-based revelations, kind of like global warming and climate change. And there's nothing about our modern paradigm that we haven't seen before. It's just been branded differently this time. Clockwork says nothing new under the sun. Exactly. Very appropriate. I mean, um, I was looking even recently 
at the symbolism of the Osiris Rex, you know, King Osiris, that's the name of the god of the obelisk. Rex means king. And it went out to some rock in space called Bennu. Farewell, Bennu. NASA spacecraft leaves asteroid to bring pieces of space rock to Earth. So it went up, and now it's coming back. And this is the reoccurring theme here. It's all about this, this cycle. But my point is, I, you know, I thought, well, you know, what does this mean symbolically? You know, because nothing they do is, is random. Everything is, I mean, they don't even tell people uh, because it's esoteric. That's the nature of it. Well, it turns out that before there was ever a phoenix, there was something called the Bennu. The Bennu bird, it says here, is an imaginary bird. Two long feathers on the crest. Anyway, this was the basis for the legend of the phoenix. So here you have Osiris and the phoenix all connected. And the symbolism, this is a language. It tells a story. Like I said, the songbird has the phoenix. It's all about this reset, this, so the this cycle. Okay, I have a breakdown of the actual interior of the rocket. Can't wait. We'll get to that in a minute here. Okay, now here we're looking at... And look, there's some kind of game going on with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. And I think it was Zachary Hubbard, someone said that he had pointed this out, that The Economist from 88, you know, 33 years before it came to pass, that, you know, this whole COVID thing and this idea of going cashless, the cover has a phoenix atop the world's paper currency. So you have burning bucks or cash and the phoenix on top. So some people are making these correlations. But anyway, this is not uh, simply connecting dots. This isn't just bias confirmation. There is a, a language here and it, it actually it's communicated through uh, these symbols, but also on a very specific like, timeline and at key events. So I'm, I've been looking at the 2012 London Olympic ceremony and it has the burning man, has the corona, has the phoenix, and all of these symbols uh, correlate in such a way that those in the know would pretty much have a countdown. They would know that 2020 was the end of the world, which it was. And if you survived, congratulations. Um, it's not the end of everything, but it was now we're in pretty much the first year of the reset, which is what the phoenix actually means. You know, burn it down and build back better. Of course, the ones burning it down, um, they don't burn their own stuff down. It, you know, to me, this is all about maybe not literally and physically calling, but in a sense, yes, it is. It's a reset in that way. They're resetting things, calling the free market. And of course, look what they're doing to free speech as we've been discussing here. In fact, you'll find more hysteria about misinformation than about viruses now. And I called this before. Jordan says, does Bezos' brother have a different last name? That's quite likely. I think Bezos is from Mars. Bezos is based on the man who fell to Earth. Look into it. Now, let's go into this. This is Jeff Bezos, or the Jeff BS show, and the Blue Origin Rocket. This is from Jurassic Liars. I'm just going to play a couple clips here. <laughs> Light the candle. Two, one. <laughs> Look at this. Look how fake this is, man. Now, it does look fake, but that doesn't mean it's fake. You know, they could very well, and in my opinion, what they're doing is they're sending an airship. It's a blimp disguised as a rocket. I don't think it would be safe to put people in it and have them parachute down. 
Um, if anything, it's probably dummies. And they probably got them from the same dummy factory that 3D printed your George Floyd that you saw flopping in the ambulance. They use dummies in simulations. So I just don't know why the richest man in the world would risk his life like that. But think about the symbolic value of this. The richest man in the world going into the heights, going to heaven, and his capstone. Now, I talked about the symbol of the rocket and the king. Well, the capsule is the cap or the tip of the obelisk, which represents the pharaohic elite. And on theirs, it has the feather, and it says blue origin. So to me, it's just blue blood, royalty. The feather, probably, if you ask me, it probably has something to do with, I don't know, fallen angels, you know. But anyhow, here they are floating in space. And this is the very awkward scene where he's like, is this everything you thought it would be? And I don't know if that's a movie screen in the back. I don't think it is. I think this might be a actual parabolic, but I'm not quite sure. Like, there's something about this that I find to be really fishy, as you'll see. Again, too many cuts. We don't see continuous footage. Now, here's the 18-year-old demon. It's like the movie The The Exorcist, you know, where the possessed people crawl up on the ceiling backwards, all creepy. Well, he flies up against the ceiling, and it it looks to me like just really awkward, parabolic flight. It doesn't look like zero-G. Like, I can't believe they're selling this as zero-G. But now here's the very bizarre part. So Demon C, uh, Oliver Demon, is floating upside down on the ceiling, and then Jeff Bezos says, see if you can catch this in your mouth, and starts throwing orange balls at the kid, who as you'll see, is sprawled very awkwardly on the ceiling of the craft. Look at this. He's going to turn upside down his butt up. <laughs> they would make and then he catches it in his mouth. I mean, Jeff Bezos has great aim, I have to say. But the way it floated, I'm going to go with this is parabolic. And one other thing, listen in the background. I mean, I thought they're in space. And isn't space kind of quiet? How come I hear jet engines? Look at this. He's going to turn upside down his butt up. <laughs> they would make the young boy put his butt up like that. Okay, anyway, that's a little breakdown from Jurassic Liars. I don't know if there's anything else in here. Uh, there, I mean, like I said, Wally. Her name is Wally. I find that to be probably um, connected to this idea that now we've seen the Earth from above and it's fragile. And look, even Fox News, even Fox News is noticing the Metascript. This Metascript, this is this concept that our propaganda is an immersive echo chamber that comes from all media, entertainment, news, books, everything. And so there are characters on the world stage that are quote real, like Bezos, that were introduced to you in the culture first. Like I said, he's based on the man who fell to earth, an alien who lands in New Mexico. They don't know who his father is. He gets rich with his alien tech, gets these patents, creates the world's biggest corporation, and it goes back to Mars. That's the man who fell to Earth, played by Jeff, I mean, by David Bowie. So there's some overlap with these characters, but now this is the Dr. Evil aspect. So here we have it, historic spaceflight craft uh, source 66 miles high, probably 66.6. I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of like the Hyperloop of Branson goes 670 miles per hour. It's probably 666. You know, like Peg Whitman, the former commander of the ISS, orbited the world 666 days. Anyway, let us continue. <laughs> so there is zero gravity. 
Okay, here's so check this out. I recorded this just a couple hours ago or whatever, just a little while ago. Dr. Evil. And of course, Dr. Evil has a rocket that is shaped like Jeff Bezos's rocket in a very um, obvious way. So there you have it, big nothing burger when it comes to the launch. They didn't show us anything outside of the window. Like the footage has been underwhelming. It's like we're seeing the people reacting to space rather than actually seeing space. Knockout Bear says, dude, Willy Wonka has a better looking spacecraft with his glass elevator. And Willy Wonka is the basis for Elon Musk. I mean, we're talking about world stage characters. So let me go ahead and show you this really quick. So Elon Musk actually went out of his way to get this perception that he's like Gene Wilder, that he's like Willy Wonka. Um, Elon Musk purchased the home that belonged to Gene Wilder. Says uh, he, he had a, It was a $7 million home. And not only did he buy the house, but he also started a candy company called Boring Candy. The significance there is Boring is his tunneling company. So think about it. Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, underground tunnel that takes you to the land of the Oompa Loops, where everybody's Joe Rogan-sized and painted like Donald Trump. Well, here he has a Boring Company, and he's selling candy. Willy Wonka. It was a candy factory. And then he buys Gene Wilder's house. So my point being, this was the intentional merging of these associations, kind of like Tony Stark, Iron Man, when the actor who is going to portray Iron Man was trying to get into character. He was basically, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was basically saying, I need to talk to Elon Musk in order to know how to portray Tony Stark. So Elon Musk, how I became the real Iron Man. Uh, Elon, uh, Robert Downey Jr. used the entrepreneur as a role model for his part in the film. Again, he's the role model for Tony Stark. The true story of Elon Musk, Tony Stark, and Robert Downey Jr. A little side note. This is just a side note because all this stuff is connected. Um, so we're connecting the, the world of Marvel and superheroes and the world, of course, of Gene Wilder with Elon Musk. And now let's get into Game of Thrones. So in Game of Thrones, you have House Stark. House Stark. Well, Tony Stark is Iron Man. So interestingly enough, Iron Man, Elon Musk, who's going to Mars, has an emblem up there waiting for him in the form of the Game of Thrones House of Stark family crest. It actually exists on Mars already. It exists in the shape, in the form of, a, I guess, a plateau. They also have the Star Trek emblem on Mars. And this is also, I guess, kind of connected to Elon Musk because he named his ships the Starship for Star Trek. And yep, here you have it. The Starfleet logo is on Mars. And it's not just the outline of the logo. There's actually an impression where you would have the craft shape. Again, this is on Mars. So you have House of Stark, Star Trek, Starfleet logo, Tony Stark, Iron Man, going to Mars in the starships. And, you know, the Virgin Galactic that blew up was actually called the Enterprise, I believe. 
Okay, let me continue. Okay, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne make Musk more believable. That That's part of it, I think. That's a big part of it. And we've talked about this before, how like all of the major pop scientists have haircuts that would call to mind previous respectable scientists. So you look at Machu Kaku, and you see Albert Einstein hair. Uh, you look at Brian Cox, and he looks like Carl Sagan. You look at Bill Nye the Science Guy, and he's got eyebrows exactly like Captain Spock. These are intentional, intentional resemblances. Okay, let us move forward. We got a little bit sidetracked here. I had a few things I specifically wanted to get into. So billionaire castronauts should force flat earthers on their ego trips. That's where I got the word, castronauts. So um, here's an article about people. Um, people are mad about this, if you believe more people I'm finding are angry about this billionaire space race than not. They see it as wasting money in space, and now they believe that that these billionaires are going to destroy the universe. That's They actually believe this. And I've seen this coming. A few years ago, this, this Bezos was giving a speech about how they could hollow out asteroids. And someone in the audience, an environmentalist, said, how dare you rape the universe? And he found it odd that they were defending asteroids, but these are the new tree huggers. But anyway, uh, this this is just one article of many, you know, castronauts just representing them as out of touch with reality. And it's all very much, I think, ironic anyway. The idea that they're hoarding space and that they're the ones who get to go to heaven and everyone else is stuck down here in the hell that they created... It's like, it's a great story, but space is, in my opinion, uh, just the modern replacement for heaven. It's just more or less a myth. It's a story. Now, I have a video here. This was posted by Allergic to Bullshit on Twitter yesterday. It's about a minute long. And what you'll see are rocket explosions. Most of these are in black and white. But what you'll notice here is that the way that some of these explode and fold, they appear to be blimps. Like they actually collapse like objects that are uh, filled up with just nothing but some gas. Like they're, they don't look like solid rockets. Again, this is a compilation, which I'm going to put on the screen here. Someone says Michio Kaku is... Oh, you'll have to send me a link, actually. Bruce Lee. You know, yeah, there's this theory that he's Bruce Lee, right? And, and Bruce Lee's known for this one-inch punch. And if you read about it, the way they kind of create this myth around it, it's like he's so mentally and spiritually and physically in tune with his punch that that one-inch punch could do more damage than a regular fist would be doing. Well, Michio Kaku's known for the one-inch equation, where he solved everything in the universe, You know, basically picked up where Einstein left off, and he did it all in a one-inch equation. But anyway, let's get to the video. That's a big balloon. Look, that is a balloon. That is a blimp. That's why we call them the Billionaire Blimp Club. That's not metal. I mean, if it is, it's just thin. It's like mylar. What are these mylar balloons? So weak. 
So my contention here, though, is that they use a, a blimp to get out of sight, out of mind. In fact, we've seen blimp recovery jets, so it's not even a theory. Thanks again to Allergic to Bullshit for finding this. This is a gem. Let's see what else we have. Okay, there's more, and the connection is there. This is this is um, easy to find for yourself. Here's another example of that same one that's, I guess you can see the wreckage, and you can see it looks like a, a blimp. All right, so there you go, the Billionaire Blimp Club. Uh, Bernie Boyles, am I supposed to be impressed that a billionaire went to space? But wait, Jeff Bezos came down with the overview effect. You know, you go up there and you see the world from high up and now you're, you're basically transcendent. You no longer see partisan struggles, you don't see national boundaries, everything is one. Like that guy ascended. Knockout Bear says they get high on their own helium supply. Uh, Aphrodite says, did you look for my link on that medical article? Um, I've been looking. If somebody could find me a link to the article about how masks are killing doctors. Because all I found, because I've been asking, I said, do you know, I asked a caller yesterday. I said, do you know of any dentists or doctors who have passed out from wearing masks? Because in my experience with masks, mainly referencing the military, I've never seen that before. I've seen people pass out from heat exhaustion, but not from masks. And so I, I was asking around, have, do we have any examples? And someone said, well, a bunch of medical students, it's always happening, they're always passing out. So I'm looking for evidence. And I found some fact-checked articles contradicting statements, but I haven't found anything yet. But if you find anything, post it and I will go over it. So here's Bernie Sanders. He said, am I supposed to be impressed that billionaires went to space while he paid zero in income taxes for years? And the workers at his company struggle to afford their medical bills, their rent, and their food. It's time to invest in working people here on Earth. And that's, I think that's a fair point. Branson is the first billionaire to travel to space aboard his own company, Space. The richest man on the planet will be leaving it. Jeff Bezos' rocket company. Branson's billions launched. Billionaire Jeff Bezos. Richard Branson made it to space. Move away from Jeff Bezos. Billionaire Jeff Bezos. The billionaire space race. Bezos to launch. I mean, you hear this? This is obviously a concerted effort to force this meme out there. And I, I drew attention to this before because this ties into the space war agenda. The reason why there's going to be a space war is that there's disagreement over how we're going to go up. Not a coincidence that uh, the communists are against the space race, ostensibly. I mean, there's, there's a deeper purpose to this whole space race, and I believe it's all about um, moving us into this post-reset world that's always been the case. But anyway, the contention here is, are we going to go up into space as a bunch of rich billionaires to go harvest it for wealth to bring down to Earth? which will cause probably more global warming? Or are we gonna go up as communists and are we going to freeze our damage we're doing here now? Are we gonna put the brakes? Are we gonna lock down our use of fossil fuels so that we can save this planet before we go ruin other ones? And so it fits right into this um, capitalist versus communist kind of fake dilemma. And that's a big part of the space race. That's why I've been saying it's not a coincidence that China has their own space station. Russia is sending their people over there too. And the American one is pretty much moribund. 
and I'm just waiting for China to shoot it down and shoot down our DirecTV satellite and probably get rid of those nuisances, the 42,000 orbiting routers. All right, let me play a few more seconds of it. Launch into space. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders told the New York Times, you have the richest guys in the world. All right, enough of that. Predictable. And this is exactly what I believe um, happened with the first landing on the moon. It's not. It's an old, tired line. So I'm just not surprised to see it again. Some people have been making predictions about this um, upcoming basketball game again. NBA Finals. Full Buck Moon, July 23rd, 2021, rising after sunset. Does anybody have anything to add to that? Does that make sense to anybody? I'm finding a lot of interesting things on Twitter these days, and people are making predictions based on uh, numerology and other things. Hey, now check this out. This is a interesting bit of timing. So I've been trying to get this story out that I can connect Donald Trump to QAnon personally. And this connection hasn't been made. It's always been assumed that he has plausible deniability. Even the most researched people on the topic don't know about this. I recently spoke with an author, uh, The Storm, about QAnon. And we talked about this very thing. And he said Trump has plausible deniability. Well, anyway, I'm here. I'm trying to contradict that. And so I reached out to Vice. And Vice was interested in my story. We talked um, well, by email. We exchanged emails about this. So they're looking into it. Well, then this happens today, and I'll show you how this all connects to Q. So David Gilbert of Vice has a piece here. I'm a Parkland survivor, but my QAnon dad thinks it was a hoax. It says, sometimes I wonder what is QAnon doing to people? So the basis of this story is a person claiming to be a survivor of Parkland says their father is calling it a hoax and that David Hogg was a radical commie agitator. Now, is this a real story? Well, it's from an anonymous post on the QAnon casualties thread on Reddit. But they spoke with Vice and Vice is convinced. And they're saying to Vice, my dad's gone insane. He's always been conservative, but now Q has consumed his life. The poster claims that he was a student at Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland during the 2018 shooting in which 17 people were shot. The author says their father has been into QAnon, but until this year, he hadn't entertained this particular theory about the school shooting being staged by actors until Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, she's the one who said that it was a hoax recently, and so it brought this back into public, the public attention. And... Now, this supposed survivor of the event is finding out that his dad thinks it was just a drill. So anyway, now this is where I enter the story. The reason that story went viral originally about David Hogg being an actor is this. An uploader going by the name MGTV uploaded David Hogg on August 7th, 2017. He uploaded it describing him as an actor. And this video strangely and inexplicably uh, trended. It went to the top of YouTube trending and YouTube CEO has, had since actually apologized because they couldn't understand how is it that this video had 250,000 hits in under 10 hours, more than the CNN coverage of the same event. And here's how. MGTV is actually a YouTube employee. 
or has some kind of access there, works as a Google moderator. And everything I'm saying I can substantiate. We have many, many people who know about this. But my point is, uh, he repurposed his channel, which you can still find it. It's youtube.com slash anonymous Q. He repurposed his channel, renamed it Anonymous Q. And then about a year later, it became George News. And of course, George News is the outfit that works very close with Trump and the White House. In fact, here I have an example of a presidential key to the White House that Donald Trump gave to George News, to MGTV. So it's a direct connection here. So what I sent to Vice was, check this out, the David Hogg crisis actor theory was started by a YouTube employee who gamed their system to go viral. I provided the links, and the significance here is difficult to overstate because it reveals that Trump's closer to Q than anybody would want you to know. So, And it's not speculation. In fact, here I have a, a posting from Steemit from this MGTV who said, my YouTube video was deleted. I had 250,000 views. The YouTube purge is real. So I'm pointing this out because he gamed the system to get to the top in order to make David Hogg trend. So I put this information out there, not just to Vice, but when I responded, it went to Vice and to David Hogg. And I was the one of the first or second persons to respond to this piece. So my thinking here, if I reach them, and if they understand the meaning of it, it will probably unveil or drag George News into the light. If nothing else, David Hogg's entire social media fan base ought to get behind exposing this guy, if you ask me. Now, I still don't think the thing was real, obviously, but you know how they say, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And in this case, yeah, we, I, I, would, I would be really happy for David Hogg to play the victim here and call out the guy that made the video go viral. Aphrodite says, nobody cares about Q. Um, when you say nobody, you might mean yourself, but actually, if you look at the media coverage and the way that the story is evolving, it's actually impossible to separate from the zeitgeist right now. It's quite literally impossible. Look what they're doing to, to free speech, how they're eviscerating it over this, this source and this story. And it's not just about Q, this, this character. And yes, people do care about it. This is considered to be, in fact, it's growing it's the largest religion in America. It is the basis for the censorship, and it's totally a psyop. But there are true believers in it. And the true believers, they're stranger than you think. Like, in fact, one of their new theories is that Kayleigh McKinney, is that how you say it? McKinney, this is the one who was the face of Trump's uh, White House press briefings every morning, they're saying, oh yeah, uh, she's the daughter of JFK. So JFK Jr., after he fake died, apparently procreated. And there's this picture circulating that says grandma, grandpa, and it's got JFK and Jack Kennedy, or Jacqueline. There's a few of these circulating around, and I found that this article had been heavily fact-checked. I think it's even been on Snopes. But I'm suggesting here that these things are uh, taken very seriously. It says, in a photo collage that's being shared by Kaylee McKenna, an image of the former press secretary for then-President Trump is flanked by pictures of the Kennedys. There's former JFK identified as her grandpa. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's effort to combat fake news. So you can't even be wrong about this stuff.
You can't even live in an alternative reality. You can't have your alternate universe Q and honors where there's this hidden royalty, this, this king and this prince about to return. It says, no, Kaylee is not JFK Jr.'s daughter. This is the fact check, but who are you going to believe? PolitiFact, mainstream media? Uh, the other day, no, actually yesterday, somebody had teased that they had McAfee's Dead Man Switch. Um, it, unfortunately, it was a big nothing burger. I can't believe they went that far. Urgent, this is from Cynthia McKinney. John McAfee's Dead Man Switch will be released Tuesday, July 20th in the afternoon at 4 p.m. So I attended this. I clicked through a lot of links, and at the end, it was nothing. No Dead Man Switch. Oh, yes, please provide the links to the doctors dying from the mask wearing, and I'll go ahead and go through it. I still haven't received those links, but if anybody finds evidence of masks causing people to drop dead like flies, by all means, share them. I'm not trying to bury the information. I'm just very skeptical. I happen to believe that the pandemic is one side of a two-sided psyop, and the other side of it is uh, vaxophobia. I think that this is just fear on both sides. I think it's controlled opposition, and that's the norm, and that's to be expected. And so I don't think there's anything to fear. I believe that what you have inside of the supposed vaccine is nothing more than a schism. And I think taking a hard anti-vax side is very perplexing to me, because who are you trying to save? The pro-vaxxers, the pro-anti-lockdown people who want to take away all of your freedom? Why are you trying to save them? Let the problem self-exterminate. I mean, if that's what you actually believe that it is. But the evidence would say no. Uh, the evidence would suggest that there's nothing actually happening. But, um, of course, I'm always open to people to provide evidence. Jen Sockyberg suggests total social media ban on misinformation spreaders. Again, this is an agenda that's been building up for several years now. But they have walked the public down this line of thinking to where... People are, I think, ready to accept the idea that misinformation and conspiracy theories are, in fact, uh, poisonous. As one editorial here described, I'm going to have to pull this one up because poisonous is a term being used because they're suggesting that some people are susceptible to just catching these conspiracy theories. In other words, you can be radicalized unintentionally by something that you catch or an idea online. And yeah, again, this is really contradicts the idea that we're free thinking individuals, that we, we can parse ideas for ourselves. No, you actually can't. Like you can't rely on your own immune system. You can't rely on your own mental immune system to protect you against bad ideas. That's where they have people. So here you have the state-enforced mental immune system and the state-injected physical immune system. Conspiracy theorists are poisoning our country. It says, last month the FBI issued a report on QAnon, and look, this is what the masses will believe, even if it's all phony. Even though we know that the Capitol Hill event was nothing but a theatrical production, bad performance art. Quote, the participation of some domestic violent extremists who are self-identified QAnon adherents in the violent siege of the Capitol underscores how the current environment will continue to act as a catalyst 
for some to begin accepting the legitimacy of violent actions. So the FBI is just kind of showing their hand that they have their next Timothy McVeigh ready for his uh, close-up. And that is what I think they're doing. Now, um, earlier we talked about Dr. Evil and Jeff Bezos. I actually have something here that kind of relates to it. So I'm going to give it six months. It's July. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> All right, what do we have here? Primary report on surgical mask-induced deoxygenization during major surgery. Interesting study. I will look through it. I want to find out what the results were. It says, neither pre-operational values nor the post-operational values in themselves were different among the groups. In the group of surgeons who did not wear the masks during primary care operations of duration of less than 30 minutes. Pre-operational saturation values were 97.6, while post-operational values decreased to 96.3. Now, I haven't read this, so whoever sent it to me, I would like to know what, what you um, found out of this. But what I want to find out is, are medical students indeed passing out from wearing masks, as asserted? And I haven't found anything to substantiate that. And that's what I'm looking for. I was told that there were, quote, dozens of studies... Dozens of studies of medical students passing out from wearing masks. And I don't think so. I mean, you ever fall asleep with your covers over your head? Wake up dead? No, of course not. Hey, check this out. Authorities thwart mass shooting of women at a university by arresting a self-described incel. So they prevented a terror attack. Not a terror cell, but an incel. He's probably radicalized by QAnon. I doubt it's the Quran. Tress Genko, 21 of Hillsboro, Ohio, plotted to commit a hate crime and he was arrested. He was identified as involuntarily celibate. Let's see what he looks like. Apparently, he idolized Elliot Rogers. Now, Elliot Rogers, by the way, oh goodness, here's his face. We'll get into Elliot Rogers as well because that's who he was imitating, but let me see what he says here. Okay, he was a frequent, po frequent poster on a website for incels, and he wanted to shoot femoids, which is what incels call women. It says he was going to do something extreme and empowering, like incel Elliot Roger, who in 2014 killed six and injured 14 in Santa Barbara. Now, that was a hilarious production. Now, there's a few things about that one. Elliot Roger's father and his connection to the Hunger Games is very important to mention, but also the fact that his grandfather did war photography at Auschwitz. I mean, it's like, what? Is propaganda in... Is that their family business? Are they in the PSYOP entertainment industry? So let me show you what it says here. Again, this is misogynistic terrorist. Elliot Roger, English-born American. His father is the British filmmaker Peter Roger known for the 2009 documentary, Oh My God, and for 2012's Hunger Games. Now, this is the inspiration for this latest incel who they caught. Now, his paternal grandfather is George Roger, a British photojournalist noted for his work photographing the mass deaths at a concentration camp in World War II. 
interesting connection here, kind of like how the great uncle of the CEO and founder, one of the founders of Netflix, is Edward Bernays, you know, propaganda. And Edward Bernays is related to Floyd. You know, there's a very shallow gene pool at the top of the Illuminati dung heap. Okay, so this new one, this new incel, uh, here's his picture again, his name is Tress Genko. He's in Ohio. He wrote a manifesto stating he would slaughter women out of hatred. Death was the great equalizer. He wanted to aim big. He wanted a kill count of 3,000 and intended to intend military training. He attended army basic training in Georgia, but he was discharged for entry-level performance. Okay, so this is a story about someone who was going to, I guess, obtain a machine gun and kill a bunch of women, and he didn't get to do it. But he idealized Elliot Roger, who again, this is why I think this is so, this is why I can say this is fake. Because Elliot Rogers was fake. You can't have real events inspired by fake things without, I mean, you, I guess you could, but if that's true, if the media is actually causing copycats, then um, the world's way more screwed up than, than any of us could have imagined. Like, I don't think it's that simple. I think this is another made-up character. It's just too made for TV. He's a sexist. He's, um, an, uh, this, of course, fits into this. This is the new terrorist. You know, 19 years ago, you had the bearded, Quran radicalized terrorist who wants to kill the great Satan. Now you have these ones. These, these, it's pretty much the opposite, but it's the same thing. It's an inversion. All right, going through some comments and masks cause hy hypoxima. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Somebody called me a controller, says you are a controller. Look, I'll read your, your studies here, but you're not going to convince me that masks are deadly. You know, I understand it's like, I don't like religious garments. I don't care for religions. I don't like cults. I don't like mind control. And I recognize that what we're looking at is a new cult, but I don't think it helps your case to be a hysteric malingering for attention. It's almost, look, this is where I knew they jumped the shark. You know, not to bring up David Hogg again, but after the shootings, he got famous by doing die-ins where people played dead in grocery stores in order to draw attention to people dying in school shootings. Well, a couple months ago, a bunch of anti-vaxxers played dead in the streets with giant needles in their backs. And I thought, if you have to fake it, it's probably not real. Why do you think they have to fake all these events? Why did they have to fake an insurrection? Because it's not real. But if you want to show me an example of somebody dying from wearing a mask, please do. Um, now, I know it's like it's hard to breathe when your face is covered. No one disputes that. But look, just because I'm not like thoroughly against face coverings, which I think they're dumb, I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're deadly. I am against them. I'm against anything compulsory. If the government said you have to take a cough drop, of course I would say no. Commoner says, the story from Ohio hasn't been released here yet. Did the person look familiar? They say he went to basic training, which, you know, that's probably true. I mean, it, it, that could be the recruiting place uh, for this actor. This is just a special agent doing an operation. If the person is not entirely CGI. 
So anyway, incel alert over there in Ohio. It's so dumb, isn't it? The idea that because they're celibate, now they're prone to murder people. Like, oh, if I can't procreate, I'm going to find a substitute and I'm going to shoot bullets into people instead. It, it's simplistic. Like the idea that these terrorists were so pent up that they covered themselves in bombs so they could explode around these people. And they could attack the great Satan. And of course, you know, it's the same storyline. Like I said, they've reinvented the terrorist threat for this next phase. So it's just next 19 years. You had 19 years of radical Islam. Now you have 19 years of radical incels and COVIDs. All right, look, I'm totally down with um, this theory that masks are deadly, but I need some better evidence. Um, send me these studies and show me where it, it, it makes the case. But we'll move on from that one. I'm still looking for proof that vaccines cause you to get magnetic to where you walk by your refrigerator door and it slams open and beers fall out all over the floor. Like, does that really happen to people who've been vaxxed? And I think there's a lot of crisis shakers, crisis shakers doing it for clout. Going on to, like, I could do this if I wanted to get some more subs. I could go on to TikTok and I could shake and I could say I got the Pfizer. I'd get 50,000 subs. I'd get my GoFundMe filled up and nobody would know the difference. Frank Murr says, the same way they gave all the TV shows serial killers. It's more fear porn, more schism in the sexes. Right. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah, where's the female mass shooters? How can we have not seen one single female shoot up a school? Or anything like that. I mean, the closest we've seen was the YouTube headquarters shooter, but that one's very questionable. Was that even, was that even a real person? But we haven't had any, like, um, toxic femininity where she's like, I got to kill these toxic, these toxic males. We haven't seen it. All right, what do we have here? This is, again, more of this bad-mouthing of space. This is Gizmodo, Gizmodo saying, space tourism is a waste. Bezos, Branson, and Musk want to make space tourism a thing. This could jumpstart a pointless industry that's unsustainable. Here's a nice image of space tourists wearing helmets. How come they weren't wearing helmets at the Carmen line? Like, can you, I just can't imagine... I mean, there's got to be some kind of OSHA regulation against that. I mean, it's a safety thing. Like the, the idea that you would unbuckle and that you'd float around without a helmet on at 60 some miles up and then fall down to earth. And it's just, it's unimaginable. The speeds that we're going, like I have a hard time talking to myself onto a roller coaster and they get onto this thing like it's nothing. And up there, it's like they don't come, they're not white. They're not shaken. They're not in shock when they get down. How many thousands of miles an hour were they falling? Jeff Bezos, the richest man on earth, is the second billionaire to take the journey this month. Next year, Elon Musk will head to space on Branson's Virgin Galactic space plane. Okay, now it says the impacts from the rockets studies show that they emit pollution directly into the stratosphere. Oh, so they're, they're actually polluting directly up there, so it can deplete the ozone layer far worse than if it was being polluted from the ground level. It says there are greenhouse emissions to worry about. The VSS Unity 
that Branson took to space runs on a combination of nitrous oxide and HTPB, which is a byproduct of using steam crackers to turn petro or natural gas into a highly polluting emission that is toxic and planet heating. Bezos' New Shepard runs on a combination of liquid oxygen and hydrogen. Now, uh, New Shepard, the name, they'll say it's for the astronaut named Shepard, but I, you know, Alan Shepard, who was the oldest man in space or the oldest man on the moon, which some people think is a hint that he's going to go to the moon. But I think Shepard is actually a reference, again, to the sun god, the god of the obelisk, you know, Horus. All these sun gods are always shepherds. It's, they're sheep herds, you know, because if you think about it, the billionaires, these billionaires, these, the space papacy, uh, they represent man's shepherds. If we're going to survive an asteroid strike or climate change, these shepherds are going to take you sheeple to the new world. They'll take you to the heavens where you can be saved. And they'll take this flock and you can go over there and you can procreate and then repopulate. They're shepherds of men. And that's what these, um, essentially, they're your gods. That's these technocrats. That's how they see themselves. That's why Musk put a copy of Isaac Asimov's Foundation series in the back of that Tesla Roadster. Because they see themselves as founders, as founders of civilizations. I mean, it's very grandiose. And I don't think it's all that far-fetched, even though I don't believe in space travel. Because I think what they can do could be accomplished um, more locally. It says, in the near future, Branson and Bezos, as well as Musk, want that to change. And they want to, quote, open space to everyone and increase access to space. You know, I remember Musk said that if you can't afford a $250,000 ticket, you could work it off. You could just basically take out a loan. And somebody had noted that Musk is getting very, very close to talking about indentured servitude on Mars. He says here, trust Elon Musk to make going to space sound terrible. He's bringing indentured servitude to Mars. The tech billionaire says there will be, quote, loans available for those who don't have money and jobs on the red planet for settlers to pay off their debt. So you want to go work on Mars? Going through some comments. A commenter here says, Blue Shepherd origin is a wolf. Look it up. Blue Shepherd. Okay. Let's take a look. That would be an interesting... Yeah, I see that. says here this one's called the new shepherd though but again the new shepherd i think this is just another reference to their shepherding of man like tamas the sun god etc mark says you could grow a quarter of a million dollars worth of potatoes on mars i think the way that they're going to affect space travel and we alluded to this earlier the willy wonka way people will be put into tunnels and they will be shipped off in the hyperloops at 666 miles per hour to a place they think is Mars. That's how simple this is. Came across a few articles I wanted to bring up because it shows you the correlation between 9-11 and 3-11, as in the pandemic, how these are identical operations, just different nomenclature, same template. This is from The Telegraph from May of 2021. CIA's fake vaccine campaign 
to find Osama bin Laden in Pakistan led to a drop in child inoculations. So researchers are finding that their COVID-19 vaccine rollout was undermined by a fake vax campaign that was used to try to find Osama bin Laden. It says here, uh, U.S. intelligence agencies used a local doctor to set up a fake hep B vax to collect DNA from children at a compound where he was hiding. They thought that the DNA might show where bin Laden was. The ruse was disclosed two months after they killed the founder. So the main thing here is this is just showing you it's on the table that in the past, your trusted government has used fake vaccines, fake epidemics in order to gain intelligence, to gain information with ulterior motives here. And I believe that might have been one of the themes of Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's where I found it. But again, they're saying here it led to a drop in confidence in the vaccination process. Here's a, another article related to that one. This is from 2014. Humanosphere. CIA promises not to do any more fake vaccination programs. The Obama administration has promised the CIA won't have its spies pretending to do vaccinations overseas. Some will laugh out loud at the idea of an agency based on deception and misdirection to keep a promise. It says, predictably, the CIA ruse turned healthcare workers into targets for anti-Western militants. Oh, that's interesting. Who wouldn't have seen that coming? But anyway, it says here, the CIA, by running a fake vax program aimed at collecting DNA, ended up confirming a Taliban conspiracy theory that the AIDS workers were CIA spies says anyone with half a brain would have seen how this would have ended in murder. The movie Zero Dark Thirty, it should be noted, didn't help by re-emphasizing this ploy in the movie. So this happened, worth talking about, because we know the whole thing is uh, farcical and fake anyway. Well, I know this. I don't believe this Bin Laden hiding out there story to be true. But true or not, they use that as the basis to test this little operation out, which is tracking somebody down with a fake epidemic. You know, it's kind of worth bringing up again, the, the 2019 film Abigail. This is a Russian steampunk fantasy adventure, and this would not have made it in 2020. It would have been censored, I guarantee it, because it deals with a fake epidemic. It says, an epidemic used as a cover to cleanse the city of the Magi. And it's all about social distancing. This young girl separated from her father, and then the vaccination is actually to kill the people because it says, well, if we don't put them down now, it'll mutate. So they already have the variant theory built into this film, Abigail 2019. And I, I listened to the film. I didn't watch all of it, but I, I heard phrases like uh, arguments over masks or the masked and the unmasked. And instead of free thinkers or spreaders of memes that the state finds inconvenient. They're trying to get rid of the Magi, but it's the same thing. And they did use the phrase fake epidemic. And I don't think you could have the phrase fake epidemic in a mainstream movie now, but this was 2019. Again, Abigail. If you want to get any of these links, go to infiniteplainsociety.com. I put it all on my Minds account. 
everything on the mines account ends up there. All right, I'm going through some comments here. Zareth says they've unleashed viruses on unsuspecting populations that brought harm. Look up CIA Project Mongoose. Right. Well, I'm not so sure that I believe in the pandemic model any more than I believe in global warming, for example. But I, you know, I do believe, I do know that there are illnesses, sicknesses, and biowarfare. Um, would they intentionally do something like that? I'm not sure. I mean, I often wonder, you know, is it easier just to pay a bunch of crisis actors to fake it, and then you don't have to deal with other stuff later, you know, blowback. Man, so many of these. A common dreams. Good riddance, let outer space have our billionaires. I mean, did you see that petition that was up? There was actually a petition to not let Bezos back to Earth. It all ties in, though, to this idea that this is the new world church. The idea that they're selling indulgences. That's what carbon taxes are about. Selling indulgences. Because the new God in this system, of course, is the, the globe. And the new wrath of God, his judgment, is in fact the global warming scenario. And the idea that you could somehow pay off God is similar to the idea that you could pay off global warming. Like, what are they actually doing? Um, but trying to suppress market activity. And, and that's why, you know, I'm like, that's totally farcical. They're using the environment and, and environmental catastrophe and doomsaying as a pretext to gain power. Exactly like what the pandemic thing is about. Now check this out. This predictive programming never ends. And this all reaffirms that nothing we're saying can be real if it's totally and completely and thoroughly scripted in this way. Remember when Tom Hanks was the first celebrity corona case? Well, look at this. And vaccine recipient. He gave his corona typewriter to an Australian boy named Corona. So the story here is this. When he was sick with corona, he didn't know it yet. Uh, he had actually gone to Australia to fight climate change. I mean, you see how these things are so integrated climate change and corona so he's going down there to fight climate change but then he catches corona now he gave his typewriter to a boy who was bullied and the boy's name corona tom hanks gives his own typewriter to an australian boy who was bullied for being named corona so his boy this boy's bullied for his name corona he gives him his typewriter corona which he took with him on his trip to Australia. So they're down in Australia to fight climate change. And he's got his Corona typewriter. Nothing weird there. Well, then let's go one step further here. So there's this book called Inferno by Dan Brown. Tom Hanks was in the movie Inferno. It's a 2013 mystery thriller. The plot is this. The professor, Robert Langdon, wakes up in a hospital. So just like Hanks is quarantined, this starts out with a character who's in a hospital. And it turns out that the world has been shut down because of a super virus called Inferno. So here he is under lockdown. And at the same time, in Italy, they're locked down first because of Corona. So the book, the movie, 
is about a super virus locking him down and he starts off being locked down. I mean, these are these are the types of things to me that give away the the plot here. There's no way there's just no way that you could have this many coincidences in a row. I think once is a coincidence maybe. Maybe maybe twice. But we have layers of these things. Here's from dailyhunt.com. There's a couple things in this one. Tom Hanks Inferno has unprecedented parallels to the coronavirus. Okay, so 2020 was a big shift. We all entered a new decade with the hope of new energy, greater opportunities, and a stronger opportunity, but the biovirus. Says, what is very strange in this scenario is it looks similar to the 2016 Tom Hanks film Inferno. The protagonist wakes up in Italy. So... He's quarantined in Australia, but the character's in Italy, where the thing actually happened. And he has to chase a virus that randomly activates to employ DNA modification to cause sterility in a third of the population. So the film is, it says here, bizarrely connected to reality. It's pretty much what happened. It says here, let me move back because there's a couple other articles on the topic. Tom Hanks sees U.S. election warning in the thriller Inferno. So this is 2016. It says, embedded within the manic action of Inferno, the latest big screen adaptation of Dan Brown's thriller is a warning about the dangers of seeking simple solutions to complex problems. Hank says that there is not a one step and throughout history there have been a lot of people to say, I want to scoot down because I think what he's got is Trump derangement syndrome. But it's kind of interesting that he'd be mentioning election problems uh, back then. Anyway, he's an actor. What makes him an authority on any of these things? It says here, Hanks clearly has the contest between Trump and Clinton in mind. Quote, I'm not a political activist, nor am I a political animal, but I'm going to vote for her. So there you have it. Tom Hanks sees something about what could go wrong in the world if we don't get Clinton. And look what happened. We got Trump and we got Corona. Coincidence? Probably not. By the way, for any of the censors listening, this channel is Open Phones for Open Minds. We discuss all opinions. So I talk to pro-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers, anti-pro-vaxxers. doesn't matter. My opinions don't really matter in this issue. Um, I'm just so skeptical these days that I'm convinced that the only thing inside of this vaccine is not a st sterility agent. I don't think it's going to mutate anybody. I think it's a schism. It's a political device. I don't think it's any more dangerous than a communion wafer. Pete Shea says, I met a woman who works in the medical industry and she knows it's a hoax and she says they're culling the older people. Well, you know, when they say that, like, what do you mean calling the older people? Like, oh, um, you know, if you're, you're vaccinating 99-year-olds and they die, you know, what does that really even mean? And again, I, I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of crisis acting on both sides of this um, event. And I, I've already moved past it. I've left 2020 in the past, even though it's not over 2020. The corona, it's the template for the next 19 years, you know, just like Islamic terrorism. So you're going to have to deal with incels, lockdowns, and COVID outbreaks for the next 19 years. Zareth says, Thomas is a custer. 
You know, I'm interested in Custers. If you're a Custer, please call in 833-311-1984 because whatever you think about QAnon or the QAnoners, they have a point. There is a storyline that they have been picking up on. It's pretty rich, pretty deep. It's very intricate. And look, we all know, well, most of you know, that you can find examples in World Wrestling Entertainment of foreshadowing of 9-11. Like you've got the Twin Tower wrestlers and you have Hulk and Randy Macho Man Savage talking about demolishing the Twin Towers. I mean, we have many examples to draw from of predictive programming, like I was just mentioning in these books. So it's just not that surprising to me to find that this whole QAnon scenario is actually pretty much like everything else. It's well integrated and scripted into the narratives of the day. I mean, check this out. People have found in a recent tweet by Donald Trump Jr., QAnon proof that Britney Spears is about to be freed and that when she's freed, she's going. a lot of other stars are going to re reveal something, that they've all been, according to QAnon, enslaved. So they have actually got behind this free Britney movement, the QAnoners, because they think it has to do with the deep state. But how did they arrive at this? They arrived at this because Donald Trump misspelled Britney. He put an extra T and he posted it at 743. So according to them, a posting at 743 on June 29th somehow relates to a QAnon post from two years prior. I mean, it doesn't make much sense if you think about it. It's like me saying, my tweets don't make sense now, but check again in three years. And then you check and they don't quite make sense, but maybe in a couple of weeks. It's like a prophecy cult and it can go on forever. In fact, I don't know why it will ever stop. What's going to stop this? Nothing will. Facts don't matter. I think we are in a very post-fact period here too. And the reason why is, is that we've had our Overton window blown off its hinges. We have billionaires flying to space in the most unconvincing little bits of fake sci-fi I've ever seen. I mean, this is, it's worse than science fiction because it's real, but it looks worse than B movies. Like, why can't they hire the people that did Gravity with Sandra Bullock? You think they could up the production value? TC says, when you speak of Q, the streams slow. Yeah, I've heard that they are suppressing this. Well, they are. I mean, how many tens of thousands of accounts have been deleted from all these various social media accounts? I don't want to make myself a target, you know, so I'll talk about anti-vax, anti-mask if you want to, but there's nothing that could be said that hasn't already been said. We all heard about 5G caused the corona, and then that changed. We all heard that the masks contain little worms that have nanobots that will put microchips in you. And we've all heard too that the vaxes make you magnetic. And I think the latest thing that I came across was even if you don't get the vax and you avoid the mask, the mosquitoes are going to vaccinate you. So there's like no escape. Zareth says, I agree. The acting is bad. The plot is weak and the storyline is pathetic. I think it's a great storyline. Um, it's execution and leaves a lot to be desired but you know i think you can see the fingerprints of genius on this thing kubrick is all over our modern zeitgeist if you're having latency issues go to infinite plane 
actually I have a couple of different links I could send you to but here's an easy one uh, IPR.buzz I picked this up because my domains were shut down yesterday and this takes you to various live links so if YouTube's giving you problems go to DLive you can go to Twitch if either of those are unlistenable if you don't like those ones go over to radio.net we have a few other options but anyway don't let YouTube slow you down Thomas Grone, Flat Earth Proof, says, Look at the partially animated movie The Congress. How the actor sells their screen to become CGI deepfake characters. I've seen this theory here. You know, deepfake. We have been deepfaked as a society. And what that means is we're inundated with characters on the world stage who don't really exist. They're puppets. It's, these events are all being steered in order to fit with a predetermined script. We're talking about newsbenders, but the newsbending started before any of us were born. You know, it's a world of lies. The mass media is the world church. It's a great deception. And, you know, that's really putting it lightly. So that's where people are coming from. They believe that billionaires are going to space and it's not fair hasn't occurred to them that the whole thing's just theater and it has an ulterior motive. And the alternative motive has to do with the fragility, the supposed fragility of the world and the idea that in order to save the planet, we need to start doing lockdowns. And I talked about this the other day, how they're saying that when you go up high, you see the world, now you recognize it as being fragile and now you're no longer going to pollute it. You're gonna treat it like something that needs to be preserved. It's Spaceship Earth. And now they're talking about, and it's this group called Space Buzz. They said, we need to give the children the overview effect. So they want to make the children experience seeing the entire world, seeing the face of this new God, so that they become environmentalists, so they become like Greta. And the way that they're going to do this, though, is through virtual reality. It's insane, if you ask me. You know, it's like you want to put them in a, simulated environment and let them see the simulation of the earth and then change their values based on that view. Now, by the way, you cannot argue with Dr. Fauci. If you argue with Fauci, you're arguing with science. Oh yes, we have a meme on the screen here. It's the science of the lambs. It puts the needle in its skin or it wears the mask again. And they're actually running with that one. I, I, there's a number of, of these politicians out there running with this that, okay, we can start coercing people. I've even heard talk of door-to-door -door vaccination, which just sounds like a super spreader event. It sounds like more terrorism. I actually don't think it'll ever come to that. I posted this to see if it gets any traction. Woke Wars. You know how Ben and Jerry's ice cream is getting involved in, in this woke thing. Taking sides and incurring favor with one side to sell products. And I have nothing against that. You know, it's their corporation. But I'm probably not the only one who's seen this. But every time I see the Baskin Robbins logo down the street, it looks like 1312 to me. And the connection here, of course, is 1312. And you'll see it spray painted wherever... Antifa goes. 
1312 is the anti-cop movement's slogan. It's their logo, rather. It's their coded reference to the letters ACAB, all cops are bastards, an acronym for the political slogan for those opposed to the police. So I thought, you know, how unusual is this? That two of the biggest ice cream brands out there are kind of catering to the anti-cop woke crowd with their logos. But to my knowledge, nobody has pointed out that Baskin Robbins has that. I mean, very subtle. I mean, maybe it wasn't intentional. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Sean Hammer says, Q sheep are dumber than TV watching sheep. I see a lot of hopeful people, and it, it very much reminds me of revelations where it doesn't happen, and the people are like, oh, I believe it'll happen. We're in the end times. And end times prophecy cults like some forms of Christianity and like global warming, these things can go on forever. Hey, let me add on to this. The idea that Kaylee from the White House press office under Trump, that she's related to the Kennedys, it goes one step further. I didn't bring this up. Another son of JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett, it was confirmed, QAnon shaman. Does anybody here see a resemblance between QAnon shaman and JFK Jr.? Zareth says, Wendy has mom in her collar by subliminal design. Oh yes, all these companies operate through subliminals. Absolutely. Thomas says, LOL and Anons think Flat Earth is a PSYOP. Yeah, you can't broad brush them. The QAnons are waiting for salvation from above. They actually think that Space Force is going to bring it. So if Space Force is going to bring it, then they can't have flat earth. And QAnon was actually asked about this. Do you believe that the earth is flat? And QAnon said no. So it kind of contradicts their end times scenario. And they do believe it's a psyop. Although I will say this though, most people that I know who are into the flat earth have long ago um, stopped following the Q. But if you're objective and you're just following the news, and what they're following. And if you follow what Q and honors follow, you can see how they arrive at their conclusions, as insane as they might sound. And certainly the entire field is full of grifters. But what hasn't been revealed yet, and what needs to be revealed, and it will come out soon, I'm sure, is that QAnon, even though it hasn't posted since December of 2020, has been replaced. Uh, it's It changed forms. And now it's Literally, it's George News. And as soon as the media finds that out, I think a lot of things are going to make a lot more sense uh, for everybody involved here. Anyway, uh, thanks for hanging out. We have our open phones in the evenings. I just wanted to catch up on a lot of things. This is Wake the Masses by Allergic to Bullshit featuring Solomite Fly, Lean Dion, and Empress Infinite. Yeah, truth music. Medicine steadily fetishing to make sense out of this nonsense they relish in. Look at all the poison they're feeding us, always misleading us. All they're doing is bleeding us dry. I'll be red pilling to keep on with healing us. Why? I just want to open your mind. Open your mind. 
may take more than a minute to get it, but once you get it, you'll never regret it. The lies are incredible. All this destruction was always inevitable. Fuck these elitists, they're up on their pedestals. Pharmaceuticals, they're pushing their chemicals. Some sort of federal tyranny up in your medicals. Are you really hearing me wrong? It's pitiful. Bear witness to my swan song, I'm a general. When we're gone, we're leaving everything to roll. We're gonna watch you stumble through the fog. You'll find deliverance in the barrel when we're playing cards. Wake up, wake up. What the fuck? I'm trying to wake the masses. Won't set me free. I am moved like a walking tree. I think it's time for the better me. Express my thoughts by melodies. Least I can do is plant seeds. Least I can do is plant seeds. Yeah, but the ones burning the streets, that's my design, yeah. 
Stacks of bricks planted randomly on certain corners. corners. Order out of chaos. That's how they control us. They got us separated in every way. It's cold and soulless. Say that we're profane. Fuck that we got game. Genius as they are. The matter old and late. If this their new normal, let's make a holy lane. The ones at the top of the most of the crime. The higher you go, then the deeper the bind. They've done this before and I work every time. The world is a state called the curtains and blinds. Tickle the people to lift up the line. Infinite Plane Radio. Stick around for live call-in shows. Stay for the music and recent replays. Join us at infiniteplane.live for 24-7 live chat with other listeners. <laughs> 